it's about to go down when we start off with the godfather of soul, a.k.a. the hardest working man in show business, the one, the only, Mr. James Brown. All right, me. Hit me. I don't know how well that came across, but fuck it. Greetings and citations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You know you said butt fuck it. Shut up. <laughs> Make sure that's not a t-shirt, but maybe it will be. You'll the only way you'll find out is if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t shirt. Even if buttfucket isn't on there, we've got something you're gonna love. I guarantee it. We've got what hashtag if, journalism. What if we put just butt dot 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 on the front and on the back fuck it? You're really gonna interrupt the plug. That's a great idea though. I've, people have heard the plug already. Well, they go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash it was a butt plug, so it was perfect. Oh come on, you guys! This <laughs> is like fucking synergy. I butt chug salt water all the time. But plug, but chug, but fuck. Now get to your t-shirt plug. Let's go. So this conversation couldn't have waited three minutes. No, apparently no, not. No, I don't like waiting three minutes. Yeah. No, no, no. This isn't this isn't the Greg DeMarco show. There's no three minute warning here. You could. You had your chance to continue on, but That's no, true. you had to ask us a question. You know how we are in this open. We just like to jump. Because you know, if this was the Andrew, Greg DeMarco show, yeah. and it was a three-minute warning. It would last about fifteen minutes. Wow. So. Oh, on our show, yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Here, well, let me get. The bli- let me get Blatt back out of me trying to get us paid. Okay. Sorry. My here. Bad. Let me bring you back. Listeners. Can I bring you back? Can I bring you back? Oh, is this a reset? Actually, it should be butt fuck yeah. <laughs> Pop. Greetings and salutations, folks. Welcome to Pot is War. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We're not just a website. We're a movement. <laughs> I don't even well. care. I don't even care if whoever's listening doesn't like that. Andrew and I are just laughing our nuts off right now. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, you might as well keep going. Shit, who am I? If everyone could just see Chris's face, it's the best. You could probably hear it in his voice. You can see his face. It's just... Keep going. It doesn't matter what you think. Keep going. Who am I? Come on, Sonny. Land the plane now. He can't land. He's got a drinking problem. Don't make him fly the plane. Don't do it. That didn't stop Denzel in flight. He landed the goddamn plane. Well, Tony's distinctly not Denzel. I can go over multiple reasons why. <laughs> and not even hit the obvious. You Correct. go over multiple reasons why and go. never hit the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the others. I don't know. You guys just want to shoot the shit and play sound bites for an hour? Fuck the agenda. Again, did we turn into the Greg DeMarco show? We've made so many references to that already, and we're like three minutes in. <laughs> I mean, fuck it, man. We got a couple months till WrestleMania. What's really going to happen until then? I, well, depends on how much you watch. 
All right. You know what? We, there's, there's been plenty of – there will be plenty of weeks where we don't want to come up with a list of things to do. And we already have a list of things to do, so we might as well take advantage of it this Actually, week. Actually, th- there are plenty of things we don't want to do, and we could probably make a list of things we don't want to do, and that could be a show. You want to talk <sighs> – should we talk about what the things we to don't do. want it's to talk about? It's going to be like what not to wear, but it's what not to do. Let's talk about what we don't want to talk about. Oh. I'm- I'm just saying, man, that comes with the dick and balls, man. You got to do a lot of shit that you don't necessarily want to do. Like, here, let's talk about politics. So I don't want to talk about politics. Wow. The dick Probably. Yeah. Do we have a new name? Do we have to change, <laughs> do we have to change the name of our show because Greg changed the name of his show? <laughs> the Dick and Balls Show? Dick and Balls with PC Tunney. <laughs> Instead of Dick Van Dyke, it's the fucking Dick and Balls show. Actually, I would like to think that maybe we could switch it around this time. PC Tunney with Dick and Balls. <laughs> I'm pretty Is sure that like would... the action figure? Like, we're just reaffirming? It's just, like, it's not smooth like Ken. It's I... the PC Tunney well, with that, Dick and Balls. It, it's not the action figure, though. <laughs> He's I anatomically seen, correct. I haven't seen many action figures with Dick and Balls. That's Tony, my point. You'd be the anatomically correct one. Yeah, well, okay. Tony, I love you, but I'm pretty sure you'd be the scrotum in this scenario. Maybe the taint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Plaid. As always, I'm joined by the Commissioner PC Tony and Mr. Andrew Belaz. I just had to get that out. We had to have some form of uh, structure. Go to hell. We're going to commercial. Else. This is your boy, Kenny Tiller, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Go ahead. I know you got Who something. Knew? Yeah, you got something to say. Go yeah, you already know. Who knew PC was short for pieces of, of cervix? What? That's not even good. That That's was all you got? That was horrible. Word. Hold that on. was the worst thing. Think you about think about what time. you had you had to have another thing in the chamber. Think about it. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I don't see you mother farmers coming up with shit. They can't all be winners, but goddamn, that's why there's three of us on here. Neither one of y'all could come up with something clever they, to they say. I don't I don't like that either. Thechairshot.com. <laughs> Always use your head. Take three. What you want? Penis correction? What you want? No, uh, I don't like that. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Portable cannoli. No. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Platt, you talked over yourself. It's Andrew's turn again. <laughs> Pieces of semen. That's an S. That doesn't start with a C. That's Mike. That means it says C in the beginning. <laughs> can't even do this today. This is everything funny? Now it's gonna be C man. That's it. No, it's not. It's not. That fucking no. hyphen. <laughs> Wrong again. All right, that's enough of this. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks. <laughs> We're nearly. I, I feel like Park I'm doing. Clitoris. How, how's that? How's that? Part clitoris. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. No, there's no part. I don't know. Unless you are what you eat. <laughs> Pop. There you go. All right. Vengeance Day. Speaking of Valentine's and things that should have went down, if you're a, if you're a 
you know. A gener- I get that. That was a good reference. There if, we go. You saved the segue. If you're a generous lover, um, <laughs> <laughs> there were some. There were a lot of really good matches. I'll be honest with you. I I remember specifically watching Takeover and the first match, the women's tag match, and going, "This is a really fucking good tag match," and this is the kind of division I want on the main roster with those women's tag team titles. Let's start there. I mean, okay. So how are we going to make that happen? The the main roster has many different flavors of women and they all have their own varying skill and Dakota and even though I'm not a big fan of Raquel Gonzalez, she's figured out how to work well in her role and work well with Dakota Kai. And Dakota Kai is actually pretty decent in the ring too. So how would you even want that to correlate to like what muscle Barbie, whatever the fuck, like Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are, or like Billy Kay's like fantastic when it comes to cutting promos and doing what she's doing, but in ring, eh, Peyton Royce, eh. So like, how, how can we make the main roster look more like that? Cause they don't put the focus on the in ring like NXT does. Well, the answer is something very morbid that I'm not going to say, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there are no tag team, no women's tag teams on the main roster at this particular point in time. I mean, they broke up the golden role models. They broke up uh, the Iconics. They broke up uh, uh, Mandy and, and Sonya Deville. There's no, they're all just a bunch of makeshift tag teams. Well, you now, the this was squad. a damn good match. Oh, I forgot about the Riot Squad, yes. For good reason. Like they weren't legit when they were the squad the first time, and they're, they still haven't really been legitimized. Even though Liv is much better, and Ruby's a decent hand, but like, where are they ever on the card? <laughs> or as I as I call them, Charlie Chaplin and Jersey Shore. Yeah, she looks so Jersey, but good God, Liv is cute. I I can't get over that. That could be the Jersey bias kicking in. Because I'm just like, she reminds me of an ex-girlfriend from high school. Like, she's adorable. <laughs> oh, no, no no shade, man. She She's a very attractive woman, and she's actually not a horrible wrestler if they have actually gave some time to develop her character because there's something there. She's got some charisma, but it is what it is at this point. Just keep getting them checks, Liv. Sadly. All right, well, but, talk, talk no, about – let's ahead, move, ahead, move the conversation along then to what – a lot of people think was the match of the night. Johnny Gargano and Kushida. I mean, Gargano's out there not thinking too much. He's just working, and it's so fun to watch. Thank Christ. He, I think he overthought a lot of his earlier heel run, and that made stuff come off very hokey and gimmicky and just weird. But that, that was just a really good match. It showcased where Kushida is and what we all knew of him from New Japan. And Gargano showed up. He was Johnny Takeover. Like, that was... That was an impressive match. Like, I, I don't have much more to say. Like, that was I was really impressed. Not quite my favorite takeover ever match, but it was a really fucking good match. Yeah, damn good match. I certainly wouldn't give it match of the night, but we'll get to that momentarily. I'm just tired of Gargano. So I think maybe I'm a little skewed. I'm, I'm tired of Ciampa, and I'm tired of Gargano. I would like them to just kind of go away for a little bit. I understand they're maystays in NXT, and they're kind of the 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 tip holes of NXT. I'm just tired of Johnny. Just, 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 how can we miss you if you never leave? I, I, I you're know. not wrong, but 
not necessarily it, it's fair. It's nice to have a measuring stick, though. <laughs> you know what and I mean? Cause... And the measuring stick is like four feet twelve. What are you even saying, sir? It's NXT. Everyone's four feet twelve in NXT. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about some people that aren't four feet, tw- five feet tall. I get it. Four feet twelve. That's five feet. Um. <laughs> MS. Way to step on the joke there. Yeah, welcome sir. to the conversation, Tony. <laughs> I think I, I got it. I added to it. MSK, Young Grizzled Vets. Thoughts there? New tag teams building up that tag team division again, which has kind of been lackluster last six, 12 to 18 months, I would say. Yeah. I, you, you, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's I mean, nothing more to go with. I mean, you like, could. You could switch out tag team division and just put NXT in there. It's been a little lackluster for the last 12 to 18 months. I mean, takeovers more often than not, they deliver and this was no different. This was a great match. I think I liked the women's match a little bit more, but it was a a good match. I mean, I was a big fan of the Rascals when they were in Impact. And, you know, this is two-thirds of the Rascals, the best two-thirds. Wentz and Dez or whatever they're Carter and fucking I don't know I don't I haven't learned their names yet really because I still can't put them past that past their real names but um no they're great the grizzled young vets are in they're they're a, they're that measuring stick kind of concept again a lot of the shows that we're going to be talking about today from the previous week was a lot of generational like measuring sticks and it was people that were established against the younger generation or against the middle generation or somebody trying to cut their teeth or make their bones off of somebody a little more established. And you you saw a lot of the old guard, new guard passing of the torch. Old you know, the old guy still got one more trick up his sleeve kind of thing. And it was there there was a lot of those similarities in this NXT card where Grizzled Young Vets, obviously they're not ancient but like they've been established for a couple years. They they were a big force in the UK tag scene and MSK hit hard. They hit fast and they're a legit team. So it's nice that a legit team has now been legitimized by winning the Dusty Cup and it's not a fucking, you know, throw together fucking tag team with two singles guys and they just dominate for an entire tournament and win the belts for like you know, a month or two, like, riddle and done, and then suddenly it fucking falls apart. Like, I, I hate when they do that kind of shit just for tournaments. Like, I like the fact that this is a legitimate tag team that got legitimized in, you know, a couple nights. Ah, I agree, and it's nice when tag teams actually are tag teams and win because it legitimizes tag team wrestling, Okay. These guys, they don't have a lot of chemistry together because they haven't been tagging that long, and they lost. Not you know, that doesn't obviously that doesn't apply to this particular match, but I'm saying I like I just like the concept of tag team wrestling, and I miss tag team wrestling. What's next for Io Shirai? It's not what's next; it's who's next. Goldberg put the belt on Dakota Kai and and bring her ass up to the main roster. Seriously, who's next? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I see. I think there could be. They could have fun with this. They really could because uh, Meiko Satomura. She recently signed God with bless NXT you. UK. No problem. And you know she recently debuted on NXT UK. So they could always have EO feud with her. 
and they could do something there because Mako's Andrew. a, a Andrew. what? You know Andrew. what NXT and NXT UK are for, and it's more the hardcore Andrew. fans that care about this shit. Andrew. No, keep the Kota Kai out of it. You Andrew. Stop. No. Andrew. You stop. Sebastian Belaz. Sebastian? No, That's not Bash. your middle name. <laughs> what in the bloody hell makes you think that Andrew, this belt Andrew isn't going to go from <laughs> I, Sharona to Tony Storm? What about in the no. history of WWE Tony Storm has led you to believe that this belt is not going from Io Shirai no. to Tony Storm? Please no. Tony will get it eventually. No. Because Tony does have EO's number more often than not, even yeah. though she didn't in this triple threat, mm. and they could play off of that. But Tony also needs to be reestablished. Tony's. I was never as high on Tony as a lot of p- other people were. She's not that smooth in the ring. She has her quirks. She is just a cute face and a big round ass. And I'm not complaining about any of that. But her in ring skill is. It leaves something to be desired. So I don't really expect Mako to necessarily take the belt off of EO, but that's an easy feud to kind of get some cross-promotional one-worlds-collide kind of shit that UK, NXT UK and NXT tend to do. And there's also NXT recently brought over Seiri, and I don't know what kind of name she's going to get or if she's keeping her Japanese name. So they, they could always use her to legitimize some of the newer girls and then just drop it and go up while making the newer generation and not necessarily burying the ones that are going to still be there, like Dakotas, and when Tegan comes off of her knee injury and Candice and all that other stuff. So I, I would rather EO kind of interact with people that haven't gotten a lot of rub or a lot of shine in NXT or NXT UK than just giving it to Tony, who she's already got the NXT UK women's title once. You know, so like she doesn't necessarily need this push she doesn't necessarily need the rub as the nxt women's champion to come up she fits enough bill for main roster she doesn't need another belt she will be a big big fan of lots of fans i mean lots of fans will be a big fan of her on the main roster if they just call tony up with no accolades in nxt this is also the same company that pushed fucking rosie rivet to the moon before she was ready. And if you get the reference, what I just said was absolutely hilarious. It wasn't bad. It was a pretty yeah. good one. Yeah. But I, not I, I feel like you're holding back. You're, you're sandbagging me here. You're no selling right now. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Stop it. <laughs> so, yeah, you have a point. Like, Tony is probably going to get something somewhere along the lines. If it's not the belt, she'll get a big win. She'll get something to kind of make her more of the face of NXT but it's not necessary Tony, Tony's looks have legitimized her enough and Tony's resume has legitimized her to most of the hardcore fans that at least want to pretend that they know about women's wrestling and Japanese Joshi so we'll see alright the big storyline from NXT TakeOver Adam Cole baby the big super kick to not only Finn Balor but Kyle O'Reilly as well post-match thoughts there what else were they supposed to do at this particular point in time you're not going to move the undisputed era up to one of the the main shows because there's a a a severe dearth of star power in nxt so if you're going to keep them there that 
storyline has pretty much ran its course. I mean, what else could they possibly do with the Undisputed Era that they haven't done at this particular point in time? So it was only a matter of time, and I'm sure most people kind of saw this coming. Hell, Ray Charles saw this coming, and not only is he blind, he's dead. So I'm sure everybody knew what it was going to be, and maybe it will breathe some life not only into the the company itself, but into the storyline. So, And Adam Cole just works better as a heel anyway, in my personal opinion. Yeah, he's not a good babyface. He he was never really a good babyface in ROH or NXT so far. Like, hey, I don't even know if he's ever been like a clean babyface in NXT. It always seems like it's more tweener. Where, like, the whole McAfee thing. McAfee McAfee was just being a bigger dick. Like that. That's really all it was. Is like there was somebody who was being more of a heel than Cole. So that's why Cole looked like the face in that situation because he was sticking up for the business kind of thing. But. Uh, I don't know. Like it, it works. You know, O'Reilly and Balor have been building the whole respect, and it kind of you. You saw the crack start. You saw Cole start not liking where it was going, and one of my favorite things is just how shocked Roddy was by the whole thing. Because where does that really leave Roddy? <laughs> like, well, like, that's the problem. Where does that leave Roddy and Fish? I feel like they're going to be the two guys that kind of get lost in the sauce with this breakup because they were so good together. But, I mean, you clearly saw, like you said, you saw the cracks. This was like if Arn Anderson would have been going for the world title and Ric Flair would have felt a certain way. But that that's the problem. Where do you go with Fish and Roddy? I mean, yeah, maybe you throw them in the tag division, but are they going to have as much steam? Probably not. Not to mention Fish would probably get hurt at some point anyway, because it seems like every three months he's injured somehow. So I, I think I think the gimmick really will be is that it's going to be Cole and Strong probably against maybe O'Reilly and Balor, do some kind of Celtic connection type thing if you really want to pull it there, and then O'Reilly eventually leaves Cole, and then maybe Cole does get called up alone instead of Undisputed Era, and then we get a, uh, a little bit of a Balor club start so undisputed era becomes Balor club japanese style where there's you know the old leader is deposed and you know long live the king you know yeah that yeah. kind of thing i i could see that happening i could see o'reilly and cole having their blow off at the takeover before wrestlemania and then the night after wrestlemania or maybe that smackdown after wrestlemania he's one of those guys that gets called up to the main roster i is, could see something like that happening is there a takeover around before during after wrestlemania there's nothing scheduled the next takeover the next takeover scheduled is in june for nxt uk go ahead search far and wide there are no announcements i mean uh, my idea perfect though to actually make people watch and then announce something for wrestlemania weekend or around the point i understand but they haven't done takeovers the same weekends anymore and they made a specific point to say that they weren't going to do that anymore do you think we see a takeover before WrestleMania, or do you think we Can just I ask see a... you a question, Tony, with your question? With your question, the way you're wording it. I wasn't will done you yet. Count, will you count if they dress up a Wednesday? Like if there it is. American Bash or a there it Havoc, is. If Does that count as a takeover in your opinion, or is that a NXT TV with a gimmick? Is it gonna be there called, it is. Is it going to be called TakeOver, or is it going to be an NXT? No, no, no. No, Wednesday but with okay. So you don't count Great American Bash in your house, Halloween Havoc as a takeover, even though it is like a big pay per view style show, just it's, because it wasn't on Takeover. It's on. A, it's it's NXT on Wednesday. It, it'd be like having a pay per view on, on Wednesday, Monday yes. nights. If there, 
is there Monday night pay-per-views or Friday night pay-per-views? There used to be, and yeah, ROH does them on Friday. And oh. you know, Thanksgiving used to have what well, Survivor I, Series and Your Starcade. Honor, you're, you're and Christmas. And Christmas. So, and you know, Christmas isn't always a Sunday or a Saturday, buddy, and neither is Thanksgiving. Actually, I don't remember the last time Thanksgiving was on a Saturday or a Sunday. Chris, do you? See, when you bring up <laughs> ROH <laughs> and uh, things that happened in the extreme past, when you when you when you bring up ROH and things that happened in the past, long long ago, I just have to say, hey, I just have to say, Your Honor, I just have to say, I just I could just throw it out to throw a monkey wrench in your whole point. No, I just I have to... Foo Fighter the fuck out of this. I could be the monkey wrench. I... We can move on. I don't feel like you're even threatening my point whatsoever. You've you've just been making my point for me, and I appreciate well, it. Well, no, because I would consider a big Wednesday the same as a takeover. Just because it is not labeled NXT takeover, go jerk off in someone's face. Like, if it's just fucking, you know, NXT Starcade. I think we got a title. They... Jesus Christ. All right. You want but more just... listens. Come on. Just because it's NXT Starcade on WrestleMania weekend and it happens to be on a Wednesday doesn't negate it just because it's not TakeOver Starcade. Uh, you know you know what I mean? Like, Chris, I think we're on the same page here. You goddamn right we're on the same page. That's probably how it's going to go down. They'll have a Super Show Wednesday, Hall of Fame, maybe Thursday. I'm going to ask for Friday permission right now. SmackDown Friday night, and then we head right into WrestleMania. And that could be it. That would definitely be the takeover. And even if it's not called takeover, even if it's not on Saturday, it's I would still a count. goddamn takeover because they're yeah, taking over. If, if it's two hours and three paper and three pay-per-view fucking title match quality kind of things and an undercard or two, like that's the same fucking thing. That, that that's that's a pay-per-view show right there. I'm working on something here. You guys got to keep going. I, I need permission. This is gold, Jerry. This wow, is gold. he actually wants us to keep talking. Holy crap. All right, we can move on to the next topic. You want to move on to Elimination Chamber? I mean, I can keep... No, you were going to let us keep talking. You stopped it. We're not used to this level of freedom. What did you think about the Pete Dunne Finn Bauer match? Because that's my match of the night. Obviously, you guys know I'm super high on Pete Dunne, but... I mean, yeah, I liked it, don't get me it. wrong, but I thought Gargano and Kushida blew that out of the water. Not by miles, but, like, it was good, but it, it's like it kind of it was it was a Balor match. Like, Balor matches are never bad, you know what I'm saying? So it was good. I liked the near falls. I liked, the, you know, the 1916, because I love the fact that Finn has moved away from using the coup de gras as his main finish. And he's going back to the, the Bloody Sunday 1916, whatever you want to call it. But it was a good match. It's not going to be, it's not not going to be a good match with Dunn and Balor. But I felt like it could have been more, and it was still overshadowed a bit by Gargano and Kushida. Well, I'm just glad that I'm still a wrestling fan because my personal bias and emotional attachment and connections to the wrestlers clouds my judgment in terms of match quality. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. I'm I'm glad that that's how you look at it because you're right. It is a good thing. It is it, especially the fact that you admit it. You know that there's a bias, and you know that there's other things like that proves you still enjoy, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see. That's gonna be that's gonna be a hell of a title right there. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks, I'm just going to be honest with you. For some reason, I can't introduce this topic. It's Elimination Chamber, and I would really love these guys to talk about it before I screw up the intro for the fourth time we're doing this. Okay, well, hey. since there are five announced matches, Chris, how about you pontificate? What are they going to do with Asuka and Lacey? Because isn't, isn't Lacey pregnant? Didn't Flair knock her up or her real husband? Or I don't know. Like, is that Asuka's new method of retaining the title is just to knock up her opponent? Is it Asuka's baby? Did she send a man whore? Did she send a man whore? You don't know. Could have been like a Vietnamese ladyboy. She might know a few of them. It's okay. What? <laughs> what? Why? What? You immediately went to the Vietnamese ladyboy. Like I said, man whore, and I think it's a very big step from man whore to Vietnamese ladyboy. No? Or is the two of the same? I think that's not as big of a step as you think. Mm. Yeah, but you could be considered <laughs> a man whore. You could be a considered a man whore, and but not a Vietnamese ladyboy. Definitely, you oh, that, actually. Fair point. Honestly, oh, honestly, no. and I hate now to we say. Now have to look at the intricacies thereof. No, I really hate to say huh. this, though. Out of the three of us, you're least likely to be a Vietnamese lady boy. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Where, where, where in the so bloody hell did you get those... Co- those uh, <laughs> where did you get those calculations from, sir? Well, think about it. He, What are you, 6'5"? Four. Oh, there you go. It's game over. It doesn't matter anything else. <laughs> well, Candace Parker... You could just be a one with a really good tan, Chris. That's what it is. <laughs> well it's the the filipinos that are the blacks of the asian universe so i don't think i qualify that, that is fair enough so let me anyway so speaking back of, to the, the question that was posed speaking what the hell are they doing speaking, to get around the women's listen, title hold on i had a really good segue back don't waste oh, it God. All right, well, come on. Do you mind? Mall cop this. Be Paul Blart. Get on the Segway. Let's go. Actually, speaking of uh, Kevin James, there's an okay mediocre series that came out on Netflix. How many people kind of, like, remind you of stuff like that? Like, hey, hey, I watched this show the other day. It was kind of okay. And then they actually reminded you of it. That ever happened to you? No, normally people don't remind you of kind of okay. But you brought up, <laughs> you already brought up Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> That's because the first thing that came to mind about someone on a Segway was Paul Blart. <laughs> well, let's just say, I mean, if you have time and, and means to go back and watch The King of Queens, do that instead of going on to Netflix and watching The Crew. It's not horrible, but it's it's not The King of Queens. Were we talking about Elimination Chamber? So, Elimination I Chamber. Had, and I had a Segway. Didn't I have a Segway? No, I thought I had a Segway. I, I have... I have no idea what's happening right now. I just wanted to point that out. I I didn't know Kevin James had a Netflix show. I what I don't know what's happening. I did you stop one. paying attention after Hubie Halloween, Chris? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> I said Kevin James, not Adam Sandler. Yeah, number doesn't one, it seem like they've been working a lot together? Yeah. Number one. No, number one. No, I'm trying to segue into Elimination Chamber if you would let me. God, yeah, yeah you're doing a bang up job so far, sir. Andrew, come here. What's, it, what's his problem today? I don't know. I think this is just how he always is. All right. So Elimination Chamber. I got a really good segue, but I can't remember now, unfortunately, because Platt was talking about Paul Blart Mall Cop. So. <laughs> Sometimes you got to know when to fold them, sir. Sometimes just stop talking, okay? I'll figure it out. We'll be fine. 
Just stop saying words. Please and thank you. Number one. Shout out to Ric Flair for being able to get one, slip one past the goalie. All right. Woo. Number two. Kofi Mania 2. Electric Boogaloo. Let's get it. No. Let's get it. You sound like Let's that one guy, you sound like that one guy's Twitter account on fucking <laughs> that in the IWC community is like, oh, I can't wait to rub it all in your faces when Lacey Evans is champ. And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to be waiting a long time, buddy. Like forever. About 10 months at least, right? At least. She'll never be champ. Well, that's not true. She, well, no, she could be. I mean, Alicia Fox was, so. Okay, so from, from you guys, I both got. Well, I, from you guys, the answer to you. from you, know, Chris, the answer, you know I love Alicia Fox, too. Don't even take it there. The but answer from you guys on Lacey Evans being champ was, athletic. oh, yeah, she will, and oh, she'll get there. Super athletic, good character. There will not be Foxy slander on these airwaves, sir. She was super athletic, gorgeous, and a good character, but she still couldn't put a match together to save her life. She had the best Northern Lights suplex in the game, but when she has one move, that's a problem. You don't remember those classic matches Alicia Fox had with uh, Anna? You don't remember those? Who who was the one? Oh my God! Now was that Cameron or whatever that said that the reason she got into wrestling was because of the Alicia Fox versus Molina match or some shit like that? Who the fuck was the one that they've made the jokes about that had that in an interview? Classic, classic material. (laughs) <laughs> that goes on the Pantheon with Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3, Shawn Mike versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Up in those rarefied airs is Alicia Fox versus Molina. Take a lap. Oh, I wish I could remember that segue I had. <laughs> just, just take a lap. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway... Lacey probably will be champion at some point. She's got the looks. She can talk. She's not a terrible wrestler. She just gets weird fucking gimmicks. And this, this whole Rick Fling, the Rick thing is weird. It is a Rick Fling. It was appropriate. Whatever. It all worked. The, the, word, the words worked. It was appropriately like, missaid. Every other box necessary. There's a title. There eventually. There's a title. Appropriately missaid. Yes. Appropriately missaid. Nah. Fuck that. Yeah, we know what you want to make it. (laughs) But you're really going to sit up here and shit on Foxy and then call Lacey Evans a good wrestler. Get the fuck out of here. All right, apparently apparently we're going with that. Oh, Oh my God. All right, so Pot is War, Negro Butcher League, even though it doesn't fit anything we're talking about right now, but (laughs) apparently that's going to be the title. Negro Butcher League. We're talking baseball. (laughs) That's not... Yeah, Ozzy and Strong. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, he'll pop it up. So did did they even go over any of this shit? Where like what what they're doing with the Lacey thing, or are we just figuring that out on the fly on once on Sunday, or possibly they're Friday? Probably, <laughs> they're probably figuring it out on the fly as well. So no, they didn't say anything. But I mean, overall, it's a throwaway pay per view. We're going to get a good Cesaro-Daniel Bryan match, and the winner of that is going to face Roman Reigns, which is going to be a good match, and we get an Elimination Chamber match. So it, it'll be entertaining. Uh, yeah, you're not hearing me argue about that because usually it's the throwaway pay-per-views that tend to do a little more work. So... <laughs> God damn it. 
but yeah, it could. I, I don't really see Kofi Mania happening though. If anything, I could see Sheamus winning that, just because they're gonna finally capitalize on the Drew Sheamus thing. I think you're right that it's gonna be Cesaro and Brian is gonna be the one to make most of the the decisions on who wins that and then faces Roman to you know main event the show. But why? Why? Why did you gloss over I, the match that you have to want to talk about? Because you know your fan bias. Your bias that we all know about in Pot is War, the U.S. title. How are you not happy about that? Because I don't know what the hell is happening. It's it's Lashley. No 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 no. We did not see Keith Lee on Raw. We don't know if Keith Lee is going to be in that match. Yeah, we did. Now I don't know if y'all knew this, but his fiance and congratulations to them. I thought we did see Keith Lee on Raw. I don't remember seeing him on Raw. No, no, but I'm, I'm gonna trust you guys because you know I don't really watch that. So. But his fiance, which is Reckoning from Retribution, I think that's her name. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I was trying to be funny, but she came down with the Rona, which is a, a pretty good indicator that he came down with the Rona as well. So I, I'm not for certain that it's still going to be a triple threat. Now, uh, initially, I thought it was going to be a triple threat, so. He who does not have a first name, a.k.a. the Riddler, was going to take the fall, and then we get Keith Lee and Lashley at Mania. But at this point in time, I really don't know what's going to happen with that match. I don't know if Keith Lee is still going to be in it. Okay, so if it is just a a one-on-one, isn't it just Lashley beats Riddle, and then Lee probably comes out to say that he never got his fair shake because he had to miss the pay-per-view, and then you still end up with your one-on-one against Lashley? You would think... But we still have another throwaway pay-per-view before Mania. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen? This shit might change all the way. Because I was thinking initially we were going to get Sheamus and McIntyre at Mania. It's not a Mania-caliber match, but it seems like that's the story they've been telling. But we got two pay-per-views before Mania. So who the fuck... Who the fuck knows anything at this point? I could see a scenario where Lashley and McIntyre are, are wrestling at Mania. I, I don't know. Who, nobody knows what the fuck is going on, man. Like, the road to WrestleMania has become fucking Death Valley, and that doesn't even make sense. I need to find a road that's got a lot of potholes and, and detours and shit like that. It's like a I goddamn like to call it in New Jersey. Cool. The road so the to Jersey WrestleMania... Turnpike. Is now the road to WrestleMania. Okay. So what the fuck is happening? So we didn't see Keith Lee Monday, but we seen him the week before on Monday. My bad. Which was pre Mia Yim coming out and saying she right. had COVID. So no, no, no. Right. I'm just yeah. saying. I yeah. They all they run together. All the mm-hmm. wrestling shows. So no, I apologize. That's, that's fine. So there, there's a logic there, and you never know because we might see Styles versus McIntyre for Mania because. I could see Sheamus winning the Elimination Chamber, but Styles staying relevant. And Styles McIntyre is definitely Mania worthy, if they want to kind of keep with whoever's in in the picture at the moment. And then, if you can't get a bigger name, Daniel Bryan versus Roman has to probably be where you were going for the Mania match. If you Seriously? if you can't, huh? What? what? You know where they're going for the Mania match. What the hell are you even talking about, sir? You know what the the Mania match is going to be. It's going to be Edge and Roman. You know that. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, probably, I guess. I'm I'm thinking, and I don't know this. I'm just spitballing because, again, we don't know what the hell's going on. I could see Daniel versus Seth for Mania. I could see something like that happening. 
Wouldn't that be funny? I I would love to see Drew and uh, Goldberg again at WrestleMania. Okay, cool. Only because it'll be done in three minutes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it'll be done in three minutes. You know who's gonna win? That's fine. So I don't I don't know. That's don't how know. his girlfriend feels about giving him sex. Ah, whatever. It'll be done. <laughs> All I'm going to say, though, is it's kind of a nice thing that the road to WrestleMania has got so many question marks and it's not obvious because some years I know there's been complaints about things being too obvious on who's going to win and what's going to happen. Quarantine years have been funny. Quarantine years have been weird. And, you know, since I don't watch it every week, I totally fucking forgot Edge even won the Royal Rumble because, honestly, I, I don't give a fuck. But that, that's neither here nor there. I don't mind obvious roads to mania if they're to- if the story is told well but i don't know what's happening man the only the only you match i know for sure months. is gonna happen you said it you can make a story out of two months yeah and they will the only thing i know for sure that's happening is bianca belair versus sasha and edge and roman reigns and everything else tba or tbd rather so Hell, they would- probably don't even know so what's your final answer then on the raw side for men's and women's championship? Brief, brief, uh, brief uh, booking by both of you here. Oscar and Charlotte, and Oscar gets her win back. Men's championship. I'm gonna say Lashley and McIntyre. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go AJ McIntyre for the men's, just because I. I think that's probably the biggest thing you can throw together and I, I still kind of like the idea of maybe maybe they find a way to get Kyrie Sane to come in for a little bit just to kind of give her the match that fans and her wanted against Asuka for Mania because it's gonna be you know in Tampa pirate ship it makes a lot of sense if they if they could make that work, maybe that's why Oscar's been treading water, and it was going to be a filler feud with Lacey because they have a big return coming up. I could see that. I, I'd like well, that. I, I always thought that they were heading towards Charlotte and Oscar. I, I could see where maybe you thought the media match was going to be Lacey or excuse me, Rosie Rivet versus Charlotte. But what else do you have? Let Oscar get her win back. It's probably going to end up being the best match on the card. Let's Charlotte just do that. could Let's easily face Rhea, though. Charlotte could easily face Rhea at that point. You can build that up for Rhea well, to get the hell's happening? Back. What the hell's happening with her, though? What do you mean, what the hell's happening with her? She just recently got stutter? called up. You, She recently Wait. got called up. If you put her in a program with Charlotte, suddenly something's happening, isn't it? How'd she get called up? And I haven't seen her on Raw the last two weeks or SmackDown, sir. Have you seen her on NXT? I ain't seen her nowhere. Solo and Rumble. She's been she nowhere. She's been nowhere. She it's was just, the last two in Rumble. Maybe hey. That was January. This is a good spot to end. Maybe she's like Peter Pan in his shadow. You just can't find it anywhere. No? He beat the shit out of Peter Pan. What what? <laughs> I take apparently. You talking about the peanut butter or the kid? We must move on. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We appreciate every time you guys listen to those commercials. Uh, they do help us out. But let's go back to a question you just had. Peanut butter. Uh, 
crunchy or smooth? Smooth. You're a serial killer if you like crunchy peanut butter. Wow. Andrew? I mean... Are you a serial killer? <laughs> New question. Occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, yes, apparently. I don't know, because I'm, I'm also... Like, I love peanut butter. So I'm that type of motherfucker that just gave me a spoon and some peanut butter. I'm a happy kid. So... Sometimes crunchy's okay when I'm not planning on putting it on something, but if I'm putting it on like a sandwich or some celery or something like that, then it has to be creamy, smooth, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm a creamy guy. What so what's the what kind of what uh, what flavor jelly is going on the PB and J? Ooh, strawberry for me. I don't fox with jellies, so that's a non-starter. What the fuck? I, no. You've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it's pork thing. Shut up! I cut my bread and then I spread peanut butter on it. I, I prefer peanut butter on celery, but if I'm doing a sandwich, uh, yeah, I toast my bread and then I spread peanut butter on both pieces of the bread and I feast. But show us on the bear where the fucking jelly touched you as a kid. What the fuck? Why don't you put jelly on? Not even any. Not even nanners in there. No, no nanners, Elvis. Why not? No, oh, we ain't got on. no goddamn nanners on our peanut oh, butter, Elvis. Oh, brother. Nanners, little mayo in between. You got peanut butter, nanners, mayo, boom, glass of milk. Oh, you went full brother. I wasn't sure if you were going to go with the Roddy Piper to make a snooker reference and be like, oh, bananas and some coconuts, you know, that kind of thing. Is that what we're going to put on our peanut butter? Uh, I, I like Mullins bars. I like we're all- done here. We're done, okay? you. Not only did you say bananas and peanut butter, you had the audacity the unmitigated gall on the Stephen A. Smith to put mayonnaise with peanut butter. What the fuck is wrong with you? Wait, who the fuck put mayonnaise with peanut butter? No, with the in- you, you So you do the. Wait, the, did I miss that? The peanut, what the fuck did you say? The peanut butter. Can I? Can I explain myself? Your Honor. No. Explanation. Badgering the witness. Explanation. Badgering the witness. Can I respond to the question, please? No. There, where's Dave? I will get Dave on this podcast to give me get my Do lawyer. What to add mayonnaise to your peanut butter? Can I explain? Can that I sounds get... like a euphemism. Like get... baby, you my may the mayonnaise to my peanut butter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what y'all call mixed race relationships? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is great. I'm telling you, I have toasted bread. Butter, uh-huh. butter the insides, right where everything's going in between. Then you got uh-huh. little, not a thick, but a, a decent layer of peanut butter on each side. Then sure. you put the nanners down, and then you little dress, little dress, little, little bit of mayo in between there, just a little bit spread out, and then pop it in, boop, and it's oh so good. No, you never you tried it. To judge me. With a cranberry and turkey sandwich after Thanksgiving. No, I didn't judge. But you I just don't like cranberries. I don't like cranberries. On bananas I don't like and peanut butter. No, just in the middle. It's a little bit of a little bit of a little bit. No, no, it doesn't matter where it is. It's the width. I didn't say how much, and I didn't say it was on top of, next to, or going the cotillion with it. I said width, and that counts as width. Okay, so what's it going to take for you guys to try it? Then if you don't like it, I, I'll, I'll whatever. But I think you'll like it, so I'm willing to do the bet. Well, number one, you'll have to beat my ass, and we'll <laughs> have to tie my mother up, and at gunpoint say, "Eat the mayonnaise, motherfucker." Well, is that just mayonnaise in general, or just this concoction? On a good news note, your mother's more available to be kidnapped than she was before. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Fuck you, but that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed. I wasn't sure about that one, but I'm like, let's let it fly. <laughs> that was well played. That was well played. It really was. That was a good one. Ding dong. <laughs> hey, Chris, it's Tony. <laughs> Fuck, I bet he's got my mom, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand the fascination with mayonnaise, okay? Now, I can't call it a cultural thing because both Amber and my mother both love mayonnaise. That being said, they both also have white mothers, so maybe there's a correlation there. I don't know. Are you a Miracle Whip guy? That's Ew. mayonnaise, man! Do you put... No, it's not. It's not mayonnaise. It's not real mayonnaise. It's mayonnaise. Oh. It's oil it's and egg white. mayonnaise. But do you put oil butter... When you, when, you, what you call it. when you make a sandwich, do you put butter on one side of the bread, on, on one bread, piece of bread for at least? No, I'm a mustard guy. Okay. Yeah. I I yeah. always said, I always told you guys, you know, Pot is War is a cooking show. What are you going to do? All right, so uh, apparently, really? apparently Muda won the Noah championship. Let's talk about that. I wonder if <laughs> he puts... Mayonnaise to Muda, at least they start with the same fucking letters, so there we go. <laughs> Muda. You say Tamuda, I say Tamudo. Tomato, Tamudo, Tamudo, Tomato. Let's have a new talk. Oh, God damn. You say Muda, we say Mudo. You say Muda, we say Mudo, Muda, Mudo. Anyway, no. So, yes, to kind of tie in what we were talking about before with the uh, older wrestlers older generation thing from when we were talking about Vengeance Day Noah did something very similar as we talked about last week and Chris so eloquently equated it to an indie card where you had the old people versus the new people all, all of Noah returning to Budokan for the first time in about a decade decided to kind of do the old guard versus the new guard and they even brought back Junakiyama to tag with Marafuji against two of the younger guys, Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura, as a see where see where Noah's going into the future because Akiyama is the the closest protege to the the four heavenly kings, the pillars of the '90s: Yamasawa, Kawada, Kabashi, and Taue. So that that was kind of cool. It was nice to see the younger generation picked up the win, and they they had a touching moment. And the final match, the main event, was Keiji Muto against Go Shiozaki. If Muto won, then he pulled off something historical, and he was only the third person in history to hold all of the major Japanese heavyweight titles of IWGP, All Japan's Triple Crown, and the GHC. It was a fun match. People might say it got bocce, but it wasn't... It wasn't dangerously bocce. I don't know if you've seen any of it, but it looked like Muda was going to pick him up for a scoop, then didn't pick him up all the way and let him back down, but didn't drop him funny. Just kind of did the whole, okay, I can't do it. Got a second wind, hit an emerald flosion a la Misawa. Then he looked like he was going to go up for his moonsault, which he hasn't pulled off since his knee surgery. The crowd kind of popped as much as they could when they're not supposed to make that not, that much noise. Then he rethought it, and then Shiozaki cuts him off. We've got more offense, more stuff. And then Muda wins with a Hurricane Rana, which shows that he's not completely unable to pull off the athletic move because it was a standing Hurricane Rana in the middle, 
where he took him over Frankensteiner style and just sat on his chest for the one, two, three. So he didn't quite hook the legs, but, you know, he positioned the weight correctly to keep the shoulders down. And Shiozaki was irate afterwards and beside himself and, you know, shook, you know, shoot away the handshake and left in a huff, more or less. And uh, Muda made history. So what's what's your take since you were a big NWA WCW guy? So you remember the Gary Hart Great Muda time. You remember the Sonny Ono Great Muda time. So where, where are you at with all of this as your microphone decides to try to give you a blowjob? Yeah, it'd be nice if my mic could actually stay stationary throughout a whole podcast. That'd be <clears throat> nice. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But, I mean, shout out to Mudo. I mean, Mudo is a, a legit legend in these streets, especially as of right now, where we're kind of dearth of big names in the wrestling industry. I mean, shit, the wrestling industry hasn't created a big name since Roman Reigns. You know, and that, what, that was, what, 2011, 2012? I mean... Should we be blaming Roman Reigns for killing the industry? No. Yeah, what are you you even saying? You're just saying words now. Go eat your little mayonnaise peanut butter sandwich, you nasty motherfucker. Oh, that sounds (laughs) good. I'll be right back. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, when's the last time people were legitimately talking about no? I think it was the last, the the 30 minute stare down match that they had, which was what, back in March of last year. So, yeah, I understand why they did what they did. I didn't see it going this way, but... And I'm sure it's going to be a quick title reign. They'll probably flip it within the next month or so. But it got people talking. And so, really? Say that again? I said, you think so? Because in his press conference, he expressed that he got offers from American companies to defend the title in America. The implication was impact impact in AEW. He yeah. had a he had a relationship with them. Not even AEW, just impact was the implication because he had the relationship with them. Plus we also know MLW has a relationship with Noah yeah. because Hammerstone was over in the uh N1 victory last year or no, two years ago. But because COVID, yeah, twenty nineteen. So uh so we, we know MLW's done stuff with Noah. So there, there's always that possibility that Muda keeps it for a little bit, little, little bit, because they even made a joke about the Muda thing, just to kind of joke back to the the Muda or Mudo, was, KG Mudo said, well, Muda Muda's a, a different person. It's it's a different you know appearance fee, so he didn't write off that you wouldn't see Muda with this title reign. He just tried to differentiate the characters more or less, in his press conference. Okay, so number one, I feel as if we can rule out MLW because Court Bauer, who is the owner and head booker of MLW, he's publicly talked about how he didn't have the best experience business-wise working with Mudo in the past. So, I mean, it's wrestling. You never say never, but I would be very surprised if he showed up in MLW knowing the history that the two have. So, yeah, I think we can rule that out. So I would say... Impact, obviously, and AEW considering well, we'll get to that momentarily. But even I think Impact is kind of a would be kind of a surprise, seeing as how they are kind of again, we'll get to this momentarily, but they are building a relationship with New Japan. I would be surprised if he showed up there. So I don't know, maybe Ring of Honor, but that seems like kind of a step down for a guy of Muda's statute and 
this shit is just falling off the rails right now in terms of my my microphone. <laughs> I was waiting to see how long you would tolerate that before acknowledging it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're you're you make a good point. And his first challenger is Kaito Kiyomiya, who broke Marufuji's record for being the youngest GHC champion. He's kind of he's kind of become the shining light of the new generation of Noah, the you know the the golden star, the golden child, the, the prodigy, who Mudo actually beat last year, leading up to this, because Mudo felt like he had to beat a few of the the newer stars to kind of get his energy to you know challenge for the big title to make kind of just make sure he still had it so this would be kaito's attempt to get his win back and also bring the the title back back home quote unquote so you think they put it on the young kid again because i think by the time the match happens i think it's march 14th he's only gonna be 25 and that would be his second title reign if they do put it on him after giving him a year of cool-off period and trying to have him kind of get broken down and build back up. So, so you really think Muto's going to be one and done after making history? Do you think, or you said he was the youngest THC champion, which I'm pretty sure that's either Drew Barrymore. I'm pretty sure it's either Drew Barrymore or one of the Corys, R.I.P. In that case, you're probably right, but yes, G.H.C. You know, I don't think I, I I could see it being a one and done, but at the same point in time, hell. I mean, he's you know he's still relatively in good shape, and I got to go back and watch the match. But you see, he, he didn't come off horribly. So you could tell that this some of the botch, if you want to call it that, which I'll just say it to sum up a word, could have just been him being old and trying to do things he used to do. And not quite being there, which I mean, we we we've all been there, where you know you'd be like, I, I used to be able to do this, and then you know your mind ain't where your body's at, and then you kind of catch yourself and go, okay, bad idea, no no, <laughs> so not nothing was dangerous, nobody got like dropped on their neck, it wasn't like a Kota Ibushi match, it was just there were there were trips, in 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 hitches in the giddy up so to speak where you could call it a botch or think somebody fucked up. But if you look at it from the lens of he was trying to make history and he thought he was there, but he wasn't quite where he thought he was in his head, you know, that it, it adds a different kind of layer to the storytelling. That's fair. That's fair. I, I still don't see this being a long-term thing because for what you just said, I don't see him being able to hold up under the schedule of being the world champion. Because he's from that old school where that means something. If you're the the yeah. champion, that means you got to go out, you got to show and prove, and you're going to be wrestling probably more than most people. You know, so yeah, I think it's a short term thing. But hell, we've talked a lot about Noah, probably more about Noah than we have the whole entire time that we've been doing this podcast. Just because <laughs> Mudo was in the championship match, and we continue to talk about him because he won. And shout out to him. We even talked so, about Noah earlier in the night. What the Ark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before I mean pre-show. Yeah, the, the Moses, the, the the desert, forty years, four hundred yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so but to both of you, real quick, then, because I know you don't care as much because you're not into Japanese history. I but care. Do you think there's money in Akiyama challenging Mudo 
as a second challenger and then maybe taking the belt because Noah was built by Misawa and it was kind of seen as it was supposed to be built for Akiyama for Akiyama to become the ace but Akiyama never quite rose to that occasion he was always very good very well regarded but he was never he was always a step below where Kabashi Misawa yada 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 were and people never quite saw him in that same regard his legend has built a little more as he's gotten older and staying relevant and he also just recently won the the uh, DDT KOD open weight heavy cha- heavyweight championship open weight championship which is uh, their top title so it's owned by the same people Cyberfight owns DDT and Noah Akiyama has ties to Noah Akiyama Muda could be could be a hell of a a nostalgia trip for a lot of fans do you think that that's where the belt changes and that's where the money's made? Or do you really just think it goes to the younger kid? Andrew Melanchai Belaz. We just saw Mike Tyson and Roy Jones do a million buys on pay-per-view. And that was a draw, which was bullshit. But that is still kill. Cool. <laughs> but, I mean, we're, we're, we're still talking about work sports here. So my answer <laughs> would be, my answer would be is a pig's pussy pork. Do you even know that answer anymore? How many I mean, podcasts been, in a row? Beef anymore. How many podcasts <laughs> in a row are you going to use that on? <laughs> in, until it stops being clever. That's fine. Oh, fair. But no, yeah. I don't. PC, no, actually, agree or no? No, no. I want to use my time to address the fact that Chris should not be able to use that phrase because he doesn't eat pork. Mm, no, that's fair. Um, that's what, that's what, noted. What does that have to do with the price of rice in China? A pig's pussy is still pork. I'm okay with that one. You eat rice. And pork. Yeah, I got pork you. Pork fried rice. I always know pork I got him when rice. he comes back with me. You didn't even do his white PC. You didn't even do the PC tiny. You didn't even, eh, you just like, eh. <laughs> What are you even saying now, man? You just He's saying just you didn't even grunty. do the white people voice to mock him. You just growled. <laughs> no, I understand what he's saying. It just, I just heard a bunch of grunts and growls. Wow. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm... Oh, you hurt his feelings. I replaced my feelings with mayonnaise a long time ago. Replaced my feelings with mayonnaise. What the fuck? All right, I don't. I don't yeah, let's let's just end this topic and go to the next one. Fucking mayonnaise. It's a good second. <sighs> Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, let's talk about something that's probably. As improbable as Plaid and Belaz eating a mayo, banana, peanut butter sandwich on toast. And that's Okada going back to Impact. Is that really going to happen, Andrew? Because I would not want to live in that world. I mean, nobody thought that Impact and New Japan were going to work together again. Especially after the whole access story that popped up that Anthem was trying to, you know, do a power play and make them work together and then... New Japan backed off of that, and we see Finley and Juice Robinson show up on Impact. You know, we're recording on Wednesday, so it was yesterday, but you're listening to this on Thursday, so two days ago. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, does it make a lot of sense? Yeah, because it, honestly, New Japan Strong, that, that TV show they started, the New Japan US, it's the same issue. I think I talked about it when I was watching and covering the first few it's hard to watch. It's a shit watch because it's it's mostly watching indie guys and a few undercard like like 
LA Dojo Young Lions and like the people that just couldn't make it over to Japan, like the Gorillas of Destiny at that time. But, you know, Jay White, sure, he was on it occasionally, which that was nice. But when it's Jay White versus Rocky Romero or fucking Danny Limelight versus fucking, I don't know, and you know, shit, like, who cares? Like, they had to have bring in Brody King and Flip Gordon and uh, PJ Black just to kind of fill out a roster. And that's not what people watch New Japan for. Like, people watch New Japan for Japanese, you know, wrestlers. You go to KFC expecting chicken. If they had burgers, you might go, all right, well, their burgers are okay. But I went to motherfucking KFC. I want fucking chicken. I don't want a cheeseburger. So I like the fact that they're branching out. I like the fact that this this could come full circle. I could see Okada embracing the old shitty uh, Green Hornet gimmick they gave him with the Okado thing and coming back as Okado and then, you know, taking off the mask and going full Okada and just destroying people. That'd be fucking hilarious because we've seen him when he went crazy with the red hair and the balloons that Okada's got a good funny streak. So I, I could see it work. I just, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to bring over the Japanese Japanese talent because Kenta lives in Florida. That That's why it's okay for Kenta to show up at AEW or possibly Impact because he's basically American as far as the visas go at the moment because he lives in Florida. You know, Finley and, and Juice, they're not full-time in Japan. So, and the same thing would happen if the Gorillas of Destiny weren't on the current tour. They probably would have been involved in this somehow too because they live in the States, just like Jay White, but he's involved in the current tours. That's why he's over in Japan. I'm going to be really interested to see if they bring over a Tanahashi or an Okada or Naito or even Goto or somebody like that. Like, is it possible? Sure. Anything's possible. It's wrestling. And that's, that's why I'm not going to rule it out. But in, until we see somebody who's a Japanese national come over to work AEW or Impact, I'm not going to hold my breath. So it it's funny because we talked about this probably a few months ago, maybe two, maybe even three months ago. And I was talking about how Don Callis was the Svengali to everything that's happening right now outside of WWE. And I feel as if these rumors and this scuttlebutt bolsters my point. I think he's the guy, he's the point man on all this. He's the guy that's bringing all of this together. I would be shocked if Okada ended up back in Impact. Granted, it's new management, totally new company, and it's ironic. You know, <laughs> it's ironic talking about the TNA days. You literally have arguably the best wrestler of the last 20 years, and you can't find shit to do with him. That's so indicative of why TNA is where they are right now. But that being said, it is under new management now. And maybe, like you said, it's wrestling. You never say never. I see him at some point in time going over to AEW. I mean, we just saw, what's my man, Kushida? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just debuted on, on AEW. So I see that's where it goes. Eventually, we get a match with him and, and Omega. We get part six, you know, whatever, because it's like Hollywood there there's no more that's why we have 26 Jason movies and 27 Freddy movies and 35 Michael Meyer movies you know 
there's no more there's no original ideas here. That's Although why. I would be intrigued with a match between him and, and Moxley, but ultimately maybe he has a cup of coffee and impact, but I think that more importantly he's gonna end up somehow some way on AEW. I mean, if there's the open door policy between Impact and AEW, I, I wouldn't disagree with you there. And AEW is the bigger platform, obviously. But I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's that whole, the talent that's coming over isn't really indicating that it's as much of an open door as Tony Khan and Meltzer and all the fans wanted to want it to seem. Because if you notice, Moxley cut promos, Moxley showing up on NJ, NJPW Strong, which is filmed in California. He's not going to Japan. Kenta lives in Florida, and he's showing up to a place in Florida. <laughs> you know, so it's it, we're, we're not dealing with a lot of international travel or international superstars of that level. It's like, you know, nobody's coming from Tokyo to show up for a week or like you know two days for to film like three weeks of television or however the fuck they do it but uh, i don't know like it, it's an interesting situation and it just to harken back it's what we talked about what two years ago three years ago about everybody kind of has to band together and do mm-hmm. an old school nwa territories thing and just do a big super show effectively under one banner multiple banners but we're working symbiotically to uh, take over or at least combat the WWE and it, it's nice that that's coming to fruition how long this lasts who knows because we, we've seen partnerships dissolve real quickly over months over years and then they splinter forever so we'll see we will see but I don't know I'm not, I'm not going to roll it out I'm just I'm not convinced yet nothing has convinced me completely yet and shout out to Dixie Khan, or if you prefer, Tony Carter, because he means well. He really does. You know, he's a legitimate wrestling fan and he means well, but he's getting worked by everybody right now. And he's the only person that doesn't see it at this particular point in time. So how long does this last before Shaka Khan, Daddy Khan, decides to pull the plug on the Dixie, Dixie Carter side of the game? And then Jeff Jarrett just takes over AEW. (laughs) I don't know. You got to wonder if he, if Shaka even cares at the moment. I think this is the second time this week we've done the Shaka Khan bit, but. Oh, the Shaka Khan bit. That's, that's in my repertoire. That's like the people's elbow or the spin Rooney, man. Oh, we know. We've noticed. It's kind of like the pig's pork bean pussy. Like that, that's kind of your, your (laughs) five. He can't use that anymore. You can use it. He can't use that anymore. But he always does though. It's legal when you do it. It's illegal when he does it. Oh shit. So it's like the Harlem hangover. You have to retire that. You can't do that anymore. Booker stopped doing it after a while. You have to stop too. I've eaten pork for the majority of my life. I know that a pig's pussy is pork. Like, god damn it. it when was the last time the, you uh, ate pork and didn't throw up? Yep, we're going to determine this right now. When one time you just ate it. Last time? No, no. That Andrew's question is better because I accidentally <laughs> adjusted some pork and threw up and it was coming out both ends. <laughs> the last time I voluntarily ate pork and didn't throw up was, I'm going to tell you the exact day. It was October 11th, 
2015. Oh, that's way too long. You've been your pork privileges have been revoked. You're no longer almost six years. You're no longer allowed to make pork analogies, pork puns, pork metaphors, anything pork related. You're done. It's, in the it's over for you, Chris. It's over. Who asked you, mayonnaise man? Anyway, how the fuck do you remember the day exactly? What the fuck happened that like just the rose-colored glasses shattered on October 11th. Like, I can just see you now, like, bite into a pork chop, but then, like, your fucking life flashes before your eyes. And you, just go, and you hear, like, the Stone Cold Steve Austin fucking And you're like, oh, no, I can't eat this anymore. It's gonna fucking kill me. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a cold day in Cleveland. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what I did. I was in, um, I was in the the DMV area. Shout out to Dave from Attitude of Aggression. And I was in town for the Mini Man March in 2015, which happened on 10-10-2015. And that next day, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to stop eating pork. Goddamn you, Farrakhan. I, I still blame him for this shit. But I remember that day, I walked because the there was a Dickie's barbecue within walking distance of the hotel I was at. So I walked, and that was my brunch breakfast slash lunch i had some dickie's barbecue and then later on that evening i ordered a pizza with pepperoni and sausage on it and how do you know it wasn't last time i ate pork yeah i maybe i man that's too bad i remember that day too i i I can tell you exactly what i did the browns beat the ravens that day suck it ray and that was the night it was a WWE pay-per-view. And I think it was Kevin Owens's debut on the main roster, the the night that he beat John Cena. Oh, the the US Championship Open Challenge thing, that one? No, I don't think it was for the belt. I think it was just Kevin Owens coming in and maybe he did win the belt. I don't remember, but I remember his first pay-per-view match, he beat John Cena. And it uh. was that same evening. Hmm. That that's a hell of a way to fucking just give up pork, though. <laughs> it was. I regret it because now there's no going back. But I was on a health Chris, kick. I was on a big it. health kick. Well, I was on a big health kick back then, man, and it just didn't really pan out the way I anticipated. So, so last thoughts on Okada and Impact. <laughs> Okada should go to the Million Man March, and then he won't eat pork anymore. <laughs> 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 no more poker fried rice. Chicken fried rice, please. Thank you. Only a you. white rice. That's all we do is our parade. Like parade poly- rice. No pork, no white rice, no fried rice. I apologize for the white man asshole accent. We'll be right back. <laughs> I don't. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. All right. It's pretty funny because about 45 minutes before we're set to congregate to record this show, Christopher Platt messages an idea for our last topic. And it just so happens that I indeed had recorded this topic on my DVR, digital video recorder, from my DirecTV feed, and it's Young Rock. So, Platt, you wanted to talk about this. I 
just watched this show. We've already had this conversation about it. Andrew hasn't watched it, so I want Andrew to chime in after we've had a brief conversation here. But what were your expectations, and how did you enjoy the show? I honestly didn't know what my expectations were. So for those of you that don't know, it's a, a, a autobiographical show, I guess you could call it that. And it's specifically geared towards three... So, excuse me. Platt is way more influent, would... way more easily influenced than I am because Andrew yawned, and Platt yawned, and I didn't. I I yawned and belt simultaneously. That's how she got fucked up. I could have battled through either one. Of <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, pull back yeah. the screen. Yeah, I respect that. That I respect that. I understand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah. So the the show is chronicling three different periods in the Rock's life. So I think it starts at as him as a kid at age 10 it's it's also crumpers him at age 15 and him at age 20 when he's at the university of miami playing football i mean number one is the rock and i mean how many times does the rock miss even when he misses he doesn't really miss because it still makes a shit ton of money and he's still good in it i think that they got the casting spot on in regards to his parents to Rocky Johnson and his mother as well. I, I think that's pretty spot on. The guy that plays his dad, he could be a little bigger, but that's picking nits. And then they've got this weird guy that's supposed to be Andre the Giant, but whatever, whatever. All in all, man, obviously it's a network television show, so it's going to have a little cheese to it, but I enjoyed the first episode, and I'm interested to see where they go. It's wrestling, so you know they got a million stories. I don't know how many they'll be able to tell on network television. But we'll see. So I obviously, if you if you've been if you have listened to me or listened to anything I do, I listen. I watch a lot of TV, and you already know that. So I had this, and Keenan Thompson has a show from Saturday Night Live that I believe came on right after this. So I have that record. I haven't watched it yet. But I wasn't. I had recorded. I wasn't planning on watching it, and I think I told you this before. The only reason I watched it is because you messaged me about doing a topic. And now, I have it set to record every week. I really enjoyed it. I, I like how they brought in the different parts of his life. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to get hooked by the first two minutes of this show where they show that part of this story is going to involve the Junkyard Dog, Afonsika, Andre the Giant, Rocky Johnson, and Shiki Baby. And, and that childhood baby. yeah right I mean that's from the show that that's great and then the next part shows him in high school becoming uh, early part of high school becoming the rock becoming the ladies guy becoming the smooth talker right I mean he's kind of awkward right when they begin the part of showing him beginning high school and then you get to the guy that's at the U and they finish that part of it with him being yo I'm the guy that can prove this I'm the guy that can work hard right so I really enjoyed it. I, I, Andrew, I think you should check it out. Uh, what are your thoughts listening to what we had to say? Well, just just real quick before you chime in, Andrew, a, a couple of things. Number one, uh, I've heard Rock tell this story before. When he transferred to that school when he was 15, nobody wanted to fox with him because they thought he was an undercover cop because he was just bigger than everybody. He had that weird undercover cop Magnum P.I. mustache, so mm -hmm. nobody fooled with him. And uh, another thing, a story that they touched on, he wanted the car to impress the girl, and he bought the car from the crackhead. In real life, that story involves Harvey Wiffleman, 
like Harvey Whippleman was there with him when he bought the car from the crackhead. So let, let me tell you one more thing, Andrew, that I forgot to mention of the premise of the show. These stories are all being told by The Rock, who's being interviewed on his presidential campaign running for president in 2032. Okay. So you okay, have so you have current rock being my interviewed first by question really is is this a real television show in the respect of is it gonna be a mini series or is this something they're actually going to conflate into multiple seasons? Because as soon as you said young rock, I was like, Oh, so it's young Sheldon but with the rock? Like that that doesn't intrigue me at all. But no, okay, you you've gone into it a little more. It does seem interesting. But like, give give me an idea. Like, is this going to be a show? This is or a sitcom. Is it an autobiographical miniseries. This is a sitcom, and I've, as far as I know, this is the season premiere, and they're going to see whatever they can get of it. I mean, they post this. Yeah. So here's the thing, too. Randall Park is actually the gentleman who's interviewing The Rock running for president in 2032. So what a year this guy's having. Wandavision, back, Yo. and and now The Rock show. I mean. I, I've I've enjoyed everything he's done. What was the one he had with the family? Oh, fresh off the boat. Oh, that fresh was, off the boat. That was yeah. really good show. I really enjoyed that yeah, show, really especially because like that was my childhood too. But yeah, so now you got the premise of the you show. You were a young Andrew. Asian boy, fresh off the boat. What is it? Uh, yeah, on the on what the, is it? Young on the Steve Martin, the jerk side of the game. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, thought... I was born a poor black child. What? Oh, I <laughs> no, thought Tony was a poor Asian child. Apparently, we just didn't know that. I was just <laughs> want to say I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I thought we were going back to the young lady boy thing. <laughs> I see. I avoided that. You brought it up, so you were a young lady boy. I'm Is a big, I'm a lady boy. Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm a big sure, believer. Too. Big believer in full circle, willing to sacrifice. Speaking of full circle, watch how I bring it home. PC Tunny stars in The Jerk 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <sighs> I think the electric... Okay. I, really? I, I guess It's always you, Electric no, Boogaloo. There's a problem when you say full circle and then you use something about jerk. Because then it, that just makes it sound like a full circle jerk. And then that's a whole different movie right there. Crackers? Crackers, anybody? Crackers? No? Okay. Well, what are we talking <laughs> about? Know. Hey, there's dry nights for us all. Then don't 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 be fooled. You're gonna have some dry spells, gentlemen. It happens. Dry nights and there's boogie nights. You know what I'm talking about, buddy. Oh, so yeah. the young rock, Andrew. Everything you've heard. <laughs> I don't, well, the fact that I actually know it's a sitcom, I'll give it a chance. Give it a chance. I, I, think I honestly like wasn't sure because the young Sheldon thing that that does not resonate with me as a TV show. Me neither. And this just happened to fall into the same naming the, the, the nomenclature is too close like you know young rock and young sheldon is a thing so i'm just like what the fuck are we doing here okay but we all know each other fairly well as far as like our viewing habits and what we think we'll like and not like i think i would say 90 plus percent you'll like it what do you think platt as a wrestling fan you have to at least check it out and if you check out the pilot i think you'll at least like the pilot. Now, was it, is it really Shiki Baby, or is it an actor pretending to be Shiki? Well, they're all actors. There's no, yes. they're all actors. I wasn't sure if they brought any of them in for like a cameo type thing. I How imagine... they gonna bring in Andrew or Andre the Giant? Andrew, Shiki's not dead. 
Jabroni. He posts all the time on Twitter. How, how they go break in Rocky Johnson, Andrew? It's on the Twitter. How they go break in Rocky Johnson, Andrew? You they're said he also, wasn't as big. They also but can't. But Rocky Johnson when it's big. Get the his fuck answer, out. His answer. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Stop, 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 stop. I just want to note the fact that Christopher asked Andrew, how are they going to bring Rocky Johnson in? And Andrew's answer was, you said he wasn't as big. I just want to point that out. That if you no, missed that. No, I said that purposely that way because it's yeah, funny. Yes. I agree. But, That's why but, I brought it back up. My major question to just that. Tie this all up before you go wherever you're gonna go, because you said that they did a good job casting Rock's mom, right? Mm-hmm. Does she look like someone that would want to fuck you at an airport too, or? Well, of course I'm gonna say yes. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> kind of question is that? You've told that story a couple of times, so I just needed to know, like if if she looked like that type of lady that give you them fuck me eyes, like a baggage claimer, or fuck it was. Yeah, she looked very familiar. We'll say that. Do you nope. think there's any chance that we're gonna see that story on Young Rock? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. His mom? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not gonna make the cut between ten, fifteen, and twenty. No, I'm not I'm watching anymore. Sure. Then forget. I, it. I didn't make no, the. That's the only reason I watched. One of us should tag The Rock and just tell him to listen to the last like ten minutes of the show. Oh, I'm sure he'll do it. Yeah. If you ask his mom about this story. <laughs> hey, buddy. I heard your mom wanted to bang my buddy. My turkey buddy. My turkey burger report, buddy. My turkey burger buddy. Okay <laughs> hey, folks, no, make sure you tune into Chair Shot Radio Saturday morning. Turkey burger buddy. <laughs> And this is totally a cultural thing because in our culture, and I'm including Dwayne in that, we don't talk shit about each other's moms. Like, you, you, y'all you gonna make this motherfucker come whoop my ass, and you know he's got that palatial estate in Georgia, so he could pretty much... I'm pretty sure he could <laughs> there he is! Out. He just showed up! Are you okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ, put some ice on that. That fucking microphone fell so hard it moved your camera. Too. I gotta say, <laughs> it I looked like say. the rock came through the fucking window. We better to come get you because yeah. he heard you talking shit about yeah. his mama. Wow, <laughs> you better. We better wrap this up. Even though I'm not talking shit, I'm just telling. You know, you... I'm just reenacting a story that actually happened. Listen, Rock, shoot. Rock, Rock. I ain't talking. This is Chris Platt. I ain't talking shit. It just your mom wanted to bang me. That's all. What do you want me to do? Yeah, because that's clearly how I sound. I wasn't trying to I'm sound like you. To, I'm closer to you than you are to me. Right, but in terms of trying to sound how we sound. Okay, imitation. but I'm gonna be, but I'm gonna be real. I will catch a lot more flack for trying to impersonate you than you will ever try to catch trying to impersonate me. Well, here's the difference: if you're good, because Frank Caliendo doesn't catch shit, but that's because he's good. Yeah, but Morgan Freeman's God. He's not black in that scenario. But it's still funny because he sounds like Morgan Freeman. As God, not as a black man. Bruh, as long as you don't come on here and try to impersonate me and put shoe polish on your goddamn face, you'll be fine, okay? I understand. I understand. But you understand what I'm saying as well. I just figured out what I was going to do the first time we do a video version of this. (laughs) I was going to come out going, hello, my baby, hello, my honey, hello, my ragtime cow. (laughs) (sighs) I appreciate you shitting all over the path that I try to create, Andrew. 
It's about to snow. Put some fucking fucking rock salt down if you want to keep the path clear. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Michigan J Frog, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? Well, no. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief and on the chair shot covering Impact, New Japan, Noah. You know, I'll probably cover Revolution when AEW does that. I most likely won't be covering uh, Elimination Chamber because we know how that goes. Um, but yeah, just not ROH. Anything else, maybe, but not ROH. Wow. Chris. Which is sad because ROH has been doing some damn good work. I feel like ROH has reinvented the wrestling business. Eventually, somebody's going to see what they're doing and they're going to start doing that shit again. Eventually, someone might see it. Hard stop at that <laughs> sentence. Right there. That's the punctuation right there. I'm just saying, man. ROH didn't set us up for where we're at right now in the current state of wrestling. That wasn't all I mean, ROH. Right. Was ahead of the curve, not having fans at their shows. Yes, you're right. You know what? Blow me. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter <laughs> at the real C Platt. But more importantly, and I say it time and time again, but it, it bears repeating. If you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, all the great shows, all the great articles that we provide, make sure you all go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Chair Shot and pick up an official Chair Shot t-shirt to make sure we keep being able to provide that content that you love so much. Remember, thechairshot.com. We're not just a website, we're a movement. Mr. Commissioner, where can they find you, sir? You can find me putting in the title for this show, NXT TakeOver, Jerk Off in Your Face. And you can also find me, <laughs> PC Tunny, on the Twitter. That's a, that is a eye-popping title. I don't care what anybody says. I, that's... Yeah, most people's eyes do tend to bug out when you jerk off in their face. I don't know if you've ever done that, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're not just going yeah, to be cool. You know what I mean? Like, they're not just going to play it cool. That's not and how that works. Then All right. you go straight to the jewelry store and you wife that shit. Because then right. you're just like, oh, shit. All right. All right, girl. fine. You know what? <laughs> I, I, got a I got a super secret double probation title then for this show. Oh. And if you stick around until after Carly's done singing, I'll let you know what it is. Oh, but so they already know. But they already know because I, I, I put it on there. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's but the maybe... last words you'll hear. Really? You're just going to keep talking? <laughs> you you kind of stepped on the joke, but I'm still going to say it. I just wanted to pop Andrew. He popped, so go ahead. <laughs> so that's the last you'll hear from Tunny this evening. He went to go get some mayonnaise and some shoe polish. So for the commission to PC, Tunny. Oh, that's wrong. Andrew Snowflake Platt. So wrong. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher uh. Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Potter's War. We'll see you back next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, hit it, Carly and Tunny. I got plenty of mayonnaise. Son of a, son of a bitch.